Hey, Dirty, baby, I got your money. And then- The Crowley Show fans are always clamoring for two people, Tim Benz and Will Graves. We talked to Will Graves from the Associated Press right now. Will, there's aliens that have made contact with us. What's that make you feel? Uh, validated. How about that? Validated. <laughs> you know what? That is validation. We made it, Earth! We made it! We finally <laughs> made it! You're right! That's huge! I'm just waiting for the annihilation. Uh, I'm sure Belichick will be behind it, so it doesn't matter. Oh, he's, don't he's, you be he's, this he's guy! He's an operative. He's an operative, obviously. For them. I, I would imagine this can only explain. Like maybe, maybe the aliens messed up the gravitational force at Heinz Field for 0.2 seconds on Sunday, and that's what happened. I mean, it's it, it's possible. It right? pulled I mean, the ball out of poor Jesse James's hands. You know, I think that they did make a deal with the aliens because Rob Gronkowski certainly is not human. But you know, I'm a little angry with you, Will, because. You just you just tried to transition back to football. <laughs> Give me a minute to talk about aliens with you. All right, please. Let's go. Let's go. You said you have feel you validated. Seen, have you ever seen... All right, look. I'm going to make myself sound a little old, but not really old here. Have you ever seen the movie Contact? It's a weird sci-fi movie where Matthew McConaughey plays a priest. No. Jerry Fox is a scientist. I always got it confused with the movie where Jimmy Fox turned in his glasses for a big lifestyle change. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there's a, the, the, she's like, uh, comes like an astrophysicist or something, and uh, she, you know, her father's teaching how to map the stars, and she asks him, hey, Dad, do you think there's anybody else out there? And her dad responds, well, if there isn't, it seems like an awful waste of space. So, like, I'm open to the possibility, the probability that there's something else out there. Because it would be awful, I mean, it would be awful, like, I mean, it wouldn't be total navel-gazing human beings like, oh, we're the only thing that ever happened. Oh. And I say that as somebody that believes in God. I mean, I, that doesn't mean, just because they're aliens doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. You know, so. That's where I always uh, stop the conversation, because I don't want to think that far, because one day we are <laughs> all going to die, unless these aliens yes. somehow are going to make sure that that doesn't happen and so freeze us in carbonite or something. Say, right? I mean, like, but I'm serious. If you think about that kind of stuff, and you think, my God, we're getting worked up over millionaires throwing a ball around a field. Stop it. You know. Stop taking I mean, me back to football! <laughs> Stop it! No, I want to talk no, about aliens first. Football. Just we're like, you wonder what the aliens think of football. But the aliens are probably like, <laughs> you know what? They're 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 so concerned they cannot look past their own you know their own belly buttons to actually try to get out here to see us. They don't even want to give us any money to get out there to see us. So I guess we'll just come here and save their ass. I mean, that's basically what's probably happening. Well, that's right? what happened in that movie with Rachel McAdams that is slipping from my. Noggin right now. I don't remember what the movie was called, but it was good. And basically, the aliens came to save us. Uh, there's always this thought that the aliens have come to wipe us out. Did you see the video of these fighters? I have not. You have not seen the video? I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm looking over the last 34 seconds of the Steelers game like this is a Pruder film. I got, you know, so I've been a little wrapped up. Stop taking it back to the Steelers. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you again, Will. I will okay. take you to the Steelers. But I, if... haven't, I haven't seen this. I mean, is this like a men in black looking kind of ship? Or is this like, I mean, is it a ship or is it alien dudes? Like, I only saw the headline. I did not click on it. Uh, okay, well, you should have clicked the headline because it's not only is it, you could tell that there's something bizarre there, a UFO, but we're talking about Air Force pilots 
who have these things in their sight. This isn't like some random dude who's looking at it. And the Air Force pilots are talking about what the bleep is that? Oh my God, there's a fleet of them. Now they don't look like Tie fighters, but they they're pretty badass looking. And if you- well, I would think so, if they have to get here, I mean, it's got to be something beyond where we're at, right? I sure. Mean, even, so yeah, I, I would hope. I mean, if it if it came in looking like. You know, a, a convert a, a convertible van with you know fringe rings and like, hey kids, jump inside. I'd be a little, I'd be a little depressed. I mean, you got to be smarter than us, guys. It's a hatchback. I would, I would have to think that like it required some higher level of aerodynamic and and you know whatever logistics, some sort of engineering that's beyond us. So I, it's supposed to look cool. It it does look cool. And there was another video that I saw today of a similar thing, and this one's from a little bit earlier than 2004, where it zipped right out of the sights like it's Han Solo, the Millennium Falcon, hitting light speed. So it's pretty badass, Will. And if you go further in the New York Times article, and we're going to have the writer on at 6 o'clock. Wow, are you allowed? To, yeah, I can't, I'm impressed. I mean, New York Times, man, that's awesome. I mean, typically fake news, as you well know, but... <laughs> We're going to have that guy on coming up at 6 o'clock. In fact, let me get his name. Let me get his name right. <laughs> oh, man. Does this guy know what he's in for? I mean, this guy's probably going to be like the, the fighter pilot looking at the alien. He's going to get on the phone and be like, what the hell is that? And what are we doing? What yeah, this is a sports show. What? Ralph Blumenthal is the guy who broke the story. The <laughs> other thing that's in this story, this is insane. There is some material from one of these aircrafts in Las Vegas and the government does not know what it is. They don't know what the compound is. It's not. It's not naturally occurring here on Earth. Well, I mean, but, but doesn't that? I mean, well, it shouldn't because they're not from Earth, right? I mean, if, we're not supposed to know. You know I mean, what? Like, that's always what gets a- me, Will. That's always what get what's get what gets me, right? Is you go to one of these foreign planets and they say, "Oh yeah, there can't be life here because there's no water, there's no this, there's no that." Who's to say other life needs what we need to survive? Well, I don't, I don't know about. I mean, yeah, we always like we say life as we know it, right? Because you know, we. I mean, it's so point. funny, like it's like it, like we talk about. It, like people thought the Earth was flat 500 years ago, right? I mean, they did. Yeah, some NBA players still some think people, it's flat. Some people still think it's flat, right? I mean, some people thought that you know, like we talk about, it, people used to think that smoking during pregnancy was a, was fine. I mean, like we're allowed. To, we used to think the Earth was the center of the universe. I mean, like, we're allowed to evolve and expand our knowledge of things. So to think that, I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, the stuff that we don't know, I mean, the stuff that we do not know is everything. So, and we need to come to grips with that. That's why when we talk about if we're going to, if you want to get really real, when we talk about climate change, I agree that, this, that men is having an effect on the atmosphere, but we don't know what the temperature was in Pittsburgh on 3,877,268,412 B.C. on this date. We don't. Ron Cook does. Do not. So. Oh, you missed it. You missed the joke. Was it a Gronk thing? No, I said. No, I said. I said, nice. I said, I said Ron Cook was around. (laughs) He he probably, he was, he was telling us to stay healthy. Probably was probably what he was doing. Stay healthy, well, yeah. It's Amy (laughs) Adams. In the movie's arrival, not what did I say? Rachel McAdams. They confuse me. All all the Amys and Rachels. They all look alike. Will Graves from the Associated (laughs) Press joining me here on the Crowley Show. Okay, Will. What say you? Last three minutes, fifty-two seconds. What perturbs you the most if you're a Steelers fan? Uh, The sort of systematic breakdown between these three guys when they're trying to figure out who was doing what 
in the last 34 seconds. I mean, I'm a bit like I like Tomlin a lot. I think he has the respect of the room. I think he's a good manager of men. Um, but Cheerleader? His, I, no, no. I think he's. I mean, I think he's a smart guy. But like the the explanation today about you know, like he did, they didn't call a timeout and Corrente gave him a timeout because he saw Ben calling timeout and basically saying, well, it's, uh, you, so the options were to either call timeout or have five three hundred and fifty pound guys run sixty yards. <laughs> and then stop and set them up and then snap the ball, and I'm assuming you're going to spike it because what are you going to do, run a play when your guys are out of gas when they get they, the line? They, they couldn't even do it. They them. couldn't even do it when they, when they had to run up three yards in the last – He saved them. He saved yeah. them 15 – probably saved them 15 seconds. To me, that at least – so that sort of exposes. And then, like, the other explanation uh, and some good questioning today by Aditi at NFL Network uh, of Mike today like, – how they were worried that there was going to be a 10-second runoff, so they so they didn't call two plays. Like, I, there still would have been about, like, uh, 18 seconds left, okay, if, if that was the call. So you snap the ball at 18 seconds, you can't get off two plays in 18 seconds? I mean, what a bizarre, you know, I don't know. He said, look, you guys aren't going to get the answers you're looking for. I don't even know if they know what the answers to the questions that oh, were asked them Oh, well, I think Mike Tomlin does a fabulous job in press conferences. He is the best guy at the podium, I think, in the league. And today, I don't think he really accounted for himself well uh, at the end of the game. Uh, you know, he may. Do you think he was covering for Ben? I think he has to because Ben sets the freaking narrative. We talk about this all the time. Every single week, an hour before his show, uh, before the press conference, pardon me, in Ben's show, he sets the narrative. So Tomlin can't go against him all the time or else it looks like they're even more dysfunctional or probably I mean, an act. You know. In some way, they're all in it together, right? And so, like, that's fine. It's not some sort of, like, political party where you draft a trillion-dollar spending bill behind closed doors and throw it in front of the people for 10 seconds and then make it a law, right? I mean, this is more guys, everybody's in this together in that room. So uh, I, I, I'm sort of okay with that part of it, but I, I think Ben went rogue. I mean, I, I think he did. He always, uh, he always goes rogue. And here's, here's what sucked for Tomlin was the timeout stuff that he was trying to explain away. Let Ben die on the vine there, though. I understand your point about trying to keep everything copacetic. But at the same time, how dumb does Ben look running down the field, gyrating and spinning around like he's a top, signaling for timeout, and then he's expecting that the referee's not going to call a timeout? Like, right. you stupid <laughs> oaf. Like, what are you talking about? It's, uh, it's, it's just not a good look for them. And, and I think it's, I mean, look, I, I, we want to talk about the difference between the Steelers and the Patriots. Two things on that drive, two things on that drive, or actually two things in the fourth quarter defensively. They tackled Juju a yard short on third and four. And it took two guys, and they didn't try to hit him and knock him down. And they took him to the ground. And that was the same thing with DHB, who, by the way, is not a slow human being, a solid tackle on the ground to keep the ball, the clock rolling. That's good coaching. That's good fundamentals. And those are the small things that make the difference. Because the difference is. I will, I will push back a little bit there, Will. Because, I, I, and I put this out on Twitter yesterday, the Patriots do a lot of little things well. They really do. There's no question about it. But I think they get played up a little bit. I mean, 69 yards. That much you're allowed to. That, we, I mean, you're, well, you're, you're oh, allowed oh, to have your own mythology if you win as much as they win. I get that. That's fine. But, you know, 
If you're perfect, you don't give up a 69-yard catch and run to Juju Smith-Schuster. Nobody tackled him there. Great play by Juju. Good downfield blocking by was the DHB. Well, it was on, on it was Le'Veon there. Bell, but one guy one guy comes in and doesn't make a tackle. Similar right, right. similarly to what happened in Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. He just kind of let Juju scoot by, and then you know I don't want to get into all the minutia here, but the Patriots in. 80 of the years they've played football gave up a touchdown on the next play, too. So it's not like they didn't just allow the Steelers to boom, boom, two plays. We're the Patriots. Oh, we're so great. Well, eh, eh, it's you know a little what? overblown. He wasn't fooled on the fake spike. See, the, only guys that see, played, the only guys that didn't look confused might have been the Patriots. See, that's over. I think that's overblown, too. We're fine. We're disagreeing here, Will. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone was standing around except for the people who were covering Eli Rogers. They're the only people who moved. Like, both teams kind of looked they flustered on that play. But they moved. And, and they helped. And, and, and they helped. And it's also a difference between, throwing, a difference between throwing to 84 and throwing to 17. And you know what? Tom, I will say this. Tom Brady doesn't throw that ball. Tom Brady throws that through the back of the end zone, or he throws a fade. Yeah, and Martavis also not on the field when they had time to reset. That's I mean, dumb too. That's dumb too. You're right. I mean, not not he's a good coach, but that was not uh, a fine moment by anybody of the any of the brain trust involved. That was not a great sequence. At the end of what I thought was a well executed and well thought out and well conceived game plan, and 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 really 59 or 57 minutes of really really good football by the Steelers. Will, so. if you could either die of natural causes or be here for the alien apocalypse, what would you rather do? That's a good one. Because um, I kind of, I kind of want to go out. About that, by the oh, way. For the so. <laughs> I kind of want to go out with my boys. Like I'm going to go down. I'm going to put a bandana around my head. We're going to talk about this with Brian in a couple of minutes. But I would want to go down fighting. Like why not? If 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 I know everyone else is going to die, that might take the sting of me dying away too. Yeah, but what if you're just? What if this is a movie and like you're part of the 3.8 billion people that die, but because the two protagonists live, it's like okay, you know. <laughs> I have never really thought of it that way. It's a good point. Will Smith survives with his dog. His dog dies, but we're happy because at the end, Will Smith's alive. Right. That's that's every movie. Like we don't even forget about like on the Death Star. You know how many hundreds of thousands of like guys that were just doing their job died on the Death Star. You know, it's bad man. But you know, hey, Luke Skywalker lives so great. So, you know what? I'm, I am, I, for a, I am going to push back again. We're just not getting along today, Will. Those people who are doing their jobs. You know how many millions of people they killed on Alderaan? Obi-Wan heard their voices all crying out in the darkness, okay? They didn't push the button. But again, yes, billions of people died. And it's like, well, that's on that planet over there. You know? That's on that planet. As long as our fair-haired, fair-haired you know, lead characters live. I mean, I, I, you know, that's what I always think about. I think about it like everybody that, is, that dies in these apocalyptic movies. Everyone had hopes and dreams and a 401k and thought about whether they're going to, you know, retire at the beach or, you know, move closer to the grandkids, all that stuff. And, like, all the ends of all the, the obliteration of their existences does not mean as much as, like, you know, big hairy guy over here or, you know, good-looking young roguish dude over there. I mean, it's, it's sort of sad. Like, we need to do a story. There needs to be a, a movie about, like, a Star Wars movie that's literally about, like, Guy X who literally scrubs the bathrooms on, like, the 85th floor of the Death Star. And we need to get into his backstory. That's going to be a bit on tomorrow's show. We're making that happen. I love promising I these things on the air and then having nothing to do with them. Uh, Will, why do you care so much about 401Ks but not so much about R2-D2? Terrible joke. Because uh, I'm, I'm old now. Terrible joke. Goodbye, Will. Get out of here. Will Graves, Associated Press. Will, I like now, it raw. We got into a disagreement there. A bunch of them. bunch of them. I don't remember about what, but... Why are you picking on Will today? He was being ignorant. 
Yeah. And when Will's ignorant, I'm going to tell him to stay in his lane. Because it's your show. It's my damn show. Coming up next, how I bleeped up Christmas already, and I'll put this one out to the callers. You guys have been great, by the way. We didn't have callers at the beginning of the show, and this is no knock on anyone who did the show before or the station in general. It's not. But there were never calls when we started, and now we get more calls in a day than they were ever on this station before in a week. So with that being said, don't let me down. Would you want to die in the alien apocalypse, or would you rather die of natural natural causes? 412. Nat- natural. Yeah, my God, am I having a stroke? I'm about to die of natural cro- cause. Oh, no! It's the Crowley Show. 412 Downtown, walking fast, faces passing. I'm homebound. Should I go lower? Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making a way through the crowd. And I need you. And I miss you. And now I wonder. If I could fall into the sky, do you think time would pass me by? Cause, oh, I walk a thousand miles, but I could just see you tonight. I screwed up Christmas with my wife. She sing for? Her? <laughs> I killed that. What are you talking about? She'd love that. Kraliyoki. Whatever happened to like the barbershop quartet? Like I know they still exist, but they used to be prominent. Oh, all over. I guess now you can send like YouTube clips and stuff like that. But yeah, the barbershop quartet. Weird. Imagine giving somebody the gift of sound. The gift of music, live, right there. People love going to concerts. Bring a concert right to you. That kind of brings me to what I did with Leanne and my wife. <sighs> I fell for the advertising at 1-800-Flowers.com. <laughs> and I got her flowers for Friday to be sent to her office. Guess what? what? She's off on Friday. Oh, no. Seriously? So, I don't know if I can go in and alter this. I don't know if I can cancel it. I don't know if it's it's been too long now. So, she's going to probably go in on Tuesday when she's back from work, and there's just going to be dead flowers there for her. Basically, I got her potpourri. Yeah, like, hey, honey, this is how much I think about, uh, think about you and care for you. Dead flowers. Love you, babe. You know what's going to suck? I always do, like, a bunch of little things and then a couple stocking stuffers, things like that. But... I always run the risk of having missed something that she wanted along the way. I, I make notes in my phones about things that she mentions that I might want to go back and buy for her. But sometimes I'm thinking about other stuff or I'm just not paying attention at all and you miss something. The issue is if I get her something she doesn't like, the flowers are great because then it's, 
Oh, he was thinking about me. It's but redundancy. It's, it is a redundancy, but it's really bad if you forget to get her something she wants and then you didn't listen to remember that she was off on Friday. Wow. I'm trapped. Yeah, you're in a little bit of trouble. You may have to reorder these flowers and get them there, like, at the house. Like, I don't know if they can change it up, because it's tight right now, man. It's Christmas. Like, if you're ordering things now, you're looking at 23rd at best, and that's for good shipping. You know, these flowers, you might just have to go back to the drawing board, and then you'll have to pay extra to get them delivered on time. You're screwed, dude. You got to think that stuff through. I do. And or, I didn't. Or... What if you intercept them? Go to her work. Look at Joe. Get the flowers. And then bring them home? Yes. But the office will be closed. So that would require... No. A, uh, no? She's the only one that's off. Oh. I think. I haven't been listening. Why didn't you come uh, up with that before? That's a simple solution. If we would have known that was an option, that's clearly what you have to do. Thanks, Joe. Uh-huh. Anthony in Dallas, next up on the Crowley Show. Hey, guys. Man, I have a deep concern about them signing Stephen Ridley and not signing D'Angelo Williams, who knows our playbook. Now we got like a two or three weeks, four weeks before Ridley can even help us when immediately D'Angelo can help us, guys. Help me understand. What show have you been listening to? Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Here's the thing, guy. Ridley's played this year. He's twenty seven. He played in a game. He had three rush yards. D'Angelo Williams hadn't played in a game this year. And how hard can it be? Hey, Ridley. I know that I just called the play to everyone else. I'm gonna hand it to you. Run right. Toss right. Run left. Off tackle. I mean, it's not that hard, man. It just ain't. Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Your singing had me in tears. My God, that was just so bad, but so freaking funny. I love your show. Our show is great. Why was that funny, though? Oh, no, that was actually probably funny on a level like they didn't expect you to be able to sing as well as you did. And that's hey, that's pretty funny. Crowley can actually sing. I nailed that. It's rude, really, Braden, is what it is. Stephen Ridley, illustrious NFL career, 2,900 yards in 62 games. He started 26 games. D'Angelo's not in football playing shape. That means something, I think. I don't know. I've never been in football playing shape. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Coming up at 6, we've got... Probably the hottest beat writer in America. Ralph Blumenthal from the New York Times. Like, not by aesthetically hot. Like, we mean like he's a highly sought-after guest. I don't know. Have you seen the picture? My bad. Good-looking guy. He's the dude who broke the Pentagon story. The story that the Pentagon has spent $22 million on alien research. That's kind of a big deal. And we got him on the show. So that's coming up at 6. My question to you at 412-922-2874 is, if the alien invasion were to happen, would you rather it be when you're alive, or would you rather have already passed?
Because I'm down for being one of the last humans. I'd like to fight for the race. The human race. I'd like to do that. I feel like I'd be a pretty good commander, dude. Probably not. It would have to be Brian. Brian would be the guy to organize all of us. We'd be just a faction, probably fighting roguely on our own. That's redundant. I've been living this for all, all my life, man. I am totally down to fight a va alien invasion. Like, for real. Like, I want to get in the trenches. I want I want to John Connor the hell out of it. Oh, like, yeah. I want to run around. I want to lead resistance. I want to I want to do quick hits on alien vessels. You know, just in and out, guerrilla tactics all over the place. I want to be the guy. I want to be that guy. You know? Because, like, imagine, man. Like, they take out your planet. They come here, and they, obviously, clearly, the aliens are going to fire the first strike, right? Because they're aliens, and we don't know they're coming. They hit us with their super weapon, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> but then we have a few days to regather. You know, we got to get our people back together. We got we to gotta build platoons. And then there I am, in the middle of the streets, like, Joe, you got any, like, battle music? You got some there? Like, give me some battle music. Here I am, leading the charge out. We've got, yeah, perfect, perfect. Here's the aliens. They're coming at us in waves, right? I'm directing to the left. I'm directing to the right. I'm saying you got to flank these guys. You know, and I'm throwing the hand up, just like George Washington going across the Delaware, because that's timely, because it's close to Christmas. Go get them, boys! Just making my way, making a way. I think I'd be good at it, man. I'd be a good shot. And clearly, you'd have to hit the aliens in the third eye because they don't die if you hit them in the body. And I need you. You got to shoot them right in the head, right between the eyes, because they can heal. They can self-heal because they're aliens. They figured that out. They've got ray guns that they can shoot at us and dematerialize us instantly. But I've developed shields that can repel that. I can save my people. These aliens, you messed with the wrong planet. You jackasses. Go back to Mars or wherever the hell you're from. We win because we're humans. I want them to bring it now. Yeah. We'll get bring their it ass. On. You Vanessa Carlton in the background. And you're weird looking too. They're always weird looking, aren't they? Yeah. They're not going to look like us. No. What? What is that about? Yeah. Did you ever see V or whatever it's called? Whatever it's called. Oh, I lived V the first time around and the second time around. Those aliens were smoke shows. Yeah, that's the like you really would hate getting probed by them. <laughs> like in it, like there's lizards on another planet. Really, like you took a lizard from our planet, you put it on another planet. Look at all the Star Wars people. They've all got limbs that are the same as ours. Yeah, or at least the basic body thing. You know what? Aliens can be gelatinous. They might not have arms, legs, and still get stuff done. Don't have to have mouths, because they probably talk like in some kind of telekinesis. And that's why I'm going to shoot them between the odds, because they came here and they messed with us. With their telekinesis and their super stuff. Screw those guys, dude. We would beat alien ass, Crowley. Uh, 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 Actually, on a serious note, you know in the movie Mars Attacks... Yeah. Like they actually defeat the aliens with bad singing? Yes. <laughs> we already got the tape, brother. Nah, I'm screwed. From the beginning of the... I'll die. I'm nah, too good. You, you just sing this song, dude. I'm too good. You might be the planet's only secret weapon and only hope. How long is this song? Vanessa. I mean, how long does it take you to get to the sky? To get downtown? Make my way downtown. How long does it take you to get downtown? <laughs> downtown, like, 
like Moscow. <laughs> yeah, come on now, Vanessa. Take the train in. Seriously, see the no. Video? Cr- so if you see the video, she's like going everywhere, like with a grand piano. It's just like traveling with her. Do you think time? See if aliens see that. No wonder they're attacking us. Can't just drive down the street with baby grand pianos. Seriously though, man. Like on a serious note, this is a huge topic. It's big. Aliens like they. It's like Men in Black type stuff. Bro, I'm telling you, this happened in 2004 is where we got the video from. The Pentagon released it because it's now not classified anymore since they defunded the program. If this happened yesterday, it's the biggest story going in this country right now. And I think it kind of is anyhow, but how is this not a bigger topic? How come it took... Three freaking idiots, four freaking idiots in Pittsburgh radio to bring this up, to make it such a big deal. We're ahead of our time, for one. Secondly, with this whole thing, you know, one, let me let me just break it down here. One, secret government organization looking for aliens. It's men in freaking black right there, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's Tommy Lee Jones, that's Will, That's that. it's happening. You know, you got Rip Torn up there saying funny stuff. So number two... Not only is there video of this, but it's video through the cockpit of an F-18, a highly advanced aircraft that we happen to own. They switch back and forth between infrared. They they have some kind of heat signature on it. They can see everything that's happening. This isn't some Yahoo with like a like a cell phone and going, look, kind of looks like one, doesn't it? Glowing in the sky there, see what happened. I think, I think maybe that that could be a UFO. Yep, that's proof right there. That's aliens. Good. I told you. Told you. It's a little bit 17. different. It's a little bit different than what happened at O'Hare Airport in 2006, where people say, oh, we saw this thing flying above the airport. You know what flies above airports? Planes. Yeah. Okay? It's a little bit different than that. We discuss further next and... Mike Tomlin really did not do a good job today. And he usually does. In fact, I want to talk to him. Just got to make my way downtown. Nope. It's the Crowley Show. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Let's change the question up a little bit. Do you think you could survive an alien invasion? Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Guys, we should start a band. Oh, you're like on a whole singing thing. You got the feel, guys. I'm great. Miles. I'm great. I'm excellent, in fact. Joe plays the bass. Joe plays the guitar. Joe plays the guitar. You, what do you do? I play guitar. You play guitar? Mm-hmm. Katie, you you do weird something or other with turntables? I can play the piano. Oh. She's, like, classically trained. She's actually, like, really good at it. Oh, that's not as cool as turntables. Well, she can do both. That's the thing. Don't you have some sort of DJ kit at your I house? I have a DDJ. The hell's that mean? Is that that reporter for the NFL Network? <laughs> I can mix. Oh. Like KitchenAid. That's not what I heard. Katie. Oh. <laughs> That's an inside joke. 
that Brian just dropped there. Sorry. Only for the air. Only for us. And in fact, not for anybody out there. How dare you, Brian? Sorry. How dare you abuse? I went inside. I'm sorry. I went inside. You you abused this platform for an inside joke that nobody would have gotten. It was an awesome joke. Demerit. Trust me, guys. If you you would have gotten it, you would have been like, that was an awesome joke. Demerit. Let's get back to starting the band here. You want to start a band? I want to start a band. I think we could. I mean, with all the people in here, why not? It'd be pretty fun. The thing is, and most importantly, above all, you need to come up with a name of some sort. I can't think of one right now. No, no, you like Crowley and the Boys. That's Crowley and the Boys. I don't know. Crowley and the Sunshine Band. Crowley and the Sunshine Band. Crowley. The Black Crowleys. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe if we go back to that place up in Warrendale where they thought my name was Adam Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put a pin in this one. You'll know when our first track hits. Hey, if anybody on Twitter's got a band name, you nail the band name, then we have to do it. You know what I mean? You know what? That's a good. That's a good idea. At underscore Adam Crowley, at Rojo Kiki. For the love of God, no one's gonna know how to spell that. And at F Bomber seventy three. That one's easy. So how about just at underscore Adam Crowley at F Bomber seventy three? Give us a possible idea for a band name. You know what I'd call a band led by Mike Tomlin? I couldn't think of a joke fast enough. Oh, no! Come on! That's as bad as it gets for me right there. I had so much anticipation there. I thought you were ready to slam something down, just come in and spike the football. But no, stop short at the one-yard line. No touchdown. That was basically just the Steelers game, a microcosm of it. There was so much hope and anticipation, and I I didn't come through at all. That's exactly what happened. That's a demerit right there. That's bad. I set myself up for what could have been a great joke. So you give me a demerit for inside joke. You gotta have a demerit. Dude, you built that up so nice. <laughs> I'm still thinking of one. I know you are. I don't have it. I even forgot the setup at this point, so I don't even know. You know what Mike Tomlin's band would be called? What, Adam? Tom Lynn and the Sunshine Band. (laughs) Okay. Mike Tomlin had maybe the worst press conference of his career. It's a lot like the last four minutes of radio. We always do say on the Crowley show, though, that we like to be bad good. That was bad good. That's something we got to apologize for. That was bad. If you get the show, you probably love that, right? 
If you get the show, you can agree with all of us that we're honest about our performances, and that was just bad. That was bad. Hey, all the way around. It was terrible. Joe, yeah. what do you think? Bad? Jo- Joe, yeah, bad. Joe almost saved it with the music there. Then he cut it off, and like, it just went south. It was just bad all around. We're sorry, listeners. Everybody out there, very that, sorry. That's as bad as Mike Tomlin's ever been in a press conference. Braden, please don't tweet about that. We apologize. That's as bad as it was. That's as bad as the press conference was right there. Just terrible execution. I set myself up. I'm usually quick enough to have thought of something by the time I'm done setting myself up in, in that case. Hey, Ed comes no. in with a band name here. A murder of Crowley's. That's terrible. I'm just offering it up. Our listeners are helping. You should be nicer to our listeners, especially after that last four minutes. I don't even get that. Murder. Uh, murder. Oh, you're bad, too. Murder of crows? What can we do to get out of this segment? There's there's six minutes left in this segment. We're trapped. We're trapped. There's nothing we can do. I guess I can start talking about sports. Talking about sports is the it's the last it's the last thing I can do. Wait a minute. Let's try this transition. If Mike Tomlin had a band, it would be called the Black Crows. No, we didn't save it at all. He's black. Yeah. That's all I got. Back in black. No, damn it. Steel tweets. Break out your keys, folks. I'd walk alongside it with mine accidentally protruding from my pocket. (laughs) That's a response to another to a tweet I sent out an hour and a half ago. I thought it was going to be about this segment. Joe, all right, do me a favor. Start the segment over. Oh, my God, we're so bad right now. This is really bad. This is as bad as the show's ever been. Joe, give me give me a restart for the segment, please. Coming up in nine minutes. My God. From the New York Times, hope he's not listening right now, Ralph Blumenthal. He's the guy who's been all over this alien story from 07 to 2012. The Pentagon was investigating UFO claims, and now video has been released of UFOs. These videos were taken by F-18s. So it's credible. And hell, if you put $22 million into something, it's going to be credible. So we've got that guy, Ralph Blumenthal of the New York Times, coming up at the top of the hour. Mike Tomlin's press conference was really bad today. Really bad. He's usually the guy in the coaching ranks in the National Football League, who speaks, I think, the best. That guy always knows what's coming out of his mouth, unlike me during this last segment of the radio show. He always knows what he's doing, what he's saying, and what what he says will mean to players in his locker room, how things will be contextualized outside of the locker room. He gets it. He's bright. Everything that he does, he does as a very measured man. 
In today's press conference, I think he was, A, having to try to get his quarterbacks back, who was blabbering on and blabbering on in his radio show on that station across the street that pays him so well. And two, he was trying to make himself not look bad for what happened there at the end of the game. And I think Mike Tomlin made himself sound worse. I think Tomlin screwed himself. By saying things like, quote, there's no script for those final moments of the game. Ben can take charge and do what he feels best. No, there really should be a plan. This last radio segment was the example of what happens when you don't have a plan. Disaster strikes. He also said that the refs called a timeout, even though Tomlin didn't want a timeout, but the reality is Tomlin should have wanted a timeout in the first place. Tomlin should have just said, look, we weren't happy with our execution down the stretch. He didn't have to apologize for his quarterback. He's always been vague with big words. Mike Tomlin is the best at that. He says a lot to say nothing at all. Today, he said a lot that he shouldn't have said. Doesn't typically happen to him. This one in from Mark. Adam's apples. (laughs) It's terrible. A murder of Crowley's. You already read that one. Braden, the Crowley Project. Fat Crowley. (laughs) I like Fat Crowley. The Crowley Factor. It's fat with a P. I like Fat Crowley, though. That's got a ring to it. Up next, Ralph Blumenthal to talk about aliens from the New York Times. This is a real, it's a real interview. Serious interview coming up next, Crowley Show.